take almost a called turn. like a scream. How's everybody doing today? Welcome to uh, another episode of the fantastic, fun, entertaining, hopefully best podcast ever on the internet. The Music Guy Podcast. It's a podcast about a couple guys in the music industry just sort of making it happen, trying our best, <laughs> scraping together a living, booming into the pandemic. My name's. Al Rowe. I'm a music guy from the beaches in Toronto, Ontario. I produce songs. I make records. I mix records. I play guitar. I sing. And I teach my friend Michael Hebbs coming at you from Whitby, Ontario. He's a guitarist. He's a composer. He's a teacher. He's uh, hopefully soon to be on a cruise ship. Yeah. How are you, Mike? What's going on, man? Well, I was a guitarist in the before times, as uh, Tom Moffat put it in episode... <laughs> In the forties or something, yeah. That was that's my favorite way to yeah. refer to pre-COVID times. Um, thank you, Tom. I love it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm good. I mean, just you know, now I have a, a gig coming up. Um, hopefully, you know, not that it's tentative, but as far as I know, it's good to go. Um, but it's on a cruise ship, and I'm going to be gone for four months. Uh, so uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting, um, but uh, but we're still going to do the podcast. Uh, me and Al, it, the, the ship has Wi-Fi and all that stuff, so me and Al are just gonna. I'm going to be on a cruise ship, so there'll be some interesting stories, um, or maybe not. Yeah. You know, maybe a month in, it'll just be really boring. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm super excited for you, man, to to get to do this. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think this is going to be huge. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm jacked. It's it's so, like the best situation. Like literally, it seems like the guy is a great dude, and the guys in the band are great dudes. Um, and the music they're doing yeah. is like fifty sixties, so it's like lots of guitar. Um, I'm bringing the Helix, but there's a possibility I'm not going to go direct in. Um, we shall see. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 going to be dope. I'm just working on the songs now, but you know, other than that, just being a fucking deadbeat. Hoping to get out of here. Yeah, so let's let's do. I mean, we got a we got a couple things to hit up this week. It's going to be a bit of a more open ended kind of chill episode. Pessimism Maybe podcast, not quite as long as some of the yeah yeah. Hopefully not too much, but um. So, uh, where do I want to start here? So, I, I, what I want to I want to do like a COVID check in. I think like I just want to yeah. sort of hear what your situation is what you've been up to what like how are you you know i want to dive into how are you how is mike the person and then maybe (laughs) i can you know maybe i can give give folks sort of my spiel as well as what i'm doing and then we we had this uh interesting article that came up um people were reposting on facebook and i had a look at it and it was sort of sort of saying like the 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 life of the middle class musician is is over covid has killed it and like we're or or, you know or if it's not completely dead we're in danger of losing our uh musicians you know in that low middle class however you want to describe it so we're going to get into that and sort of talk about um you know what? What do we think of that whole idea of the article? And then, sort of, what? Where do we see ourselves um, in terms of when live music does come back? And like, how are we going to sort of 
Center, like stand up for ourselves as yeah as pay uh, rent, you know people of value taxes. in this uh, yeah. people of self proclaimed yeah. value in this uh, in this industry. So, but before we get into that, uh, we got to talk about the Patreon. Oh baby, uh, Patreon dot com slash Music Guy Podcast. We what we need to do is get a nice sweet link to the Patreon to go straight up onto the website. Yeah. I don't feel like we've done that yet. Yep. Uh, yep. So we will do Work that as well. Uh, we appreciate the folks who've been going over there and checking that out. That's uh, just a, a real easy, uh, no strings attached, low pressure way to support a podcast like this one, or maybe there's another content creator out there that you really like, um, and you know you're looking for a way to support them directly. You can cancel any time. You can change your amount at any time. Yeah, uh, and there are some pretty cool perks on there uh, in terms of you know for us specifically, early access to the episodes access to the show notes uh and even sort of creating your own show if you're super fired up about it and 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 uh coaching sessions slash you know lessons with uh, with mike or myself uh at the higher end of the tiers so if you're interested in supporting the show uh, anywhere from like a you know pretty much a dollar a show all the way up to sort of you know you're, you're you'd be essentially sort of getting a lesson from us but you're also supporting the podcast yeah um Hopefully there's some good value in there, and we really do appreciate anybody who's going over there and checking that out because uh, it helps. Yeah, helps the, the validation going, too, so man. Thank you for that. Just knowing that people like what we're doing because <laughs> yeah. you get you get likes sometimes on Instagram, and you know it's nice when somebody like it's like oh I was listening to your podcast, you know, like a musician is like oh I was listening to it, do it. That that's nice. Yeah, validation of also like someone's like oh shit, someone's like paying money for us to do this. That's uh, like we're not fucking hacks, complete hacks. It's yeah, it's super meaningful, right? Like every now and again, I'll get a message from somebody I haven't heard from in a long time. They'll be like, yep. "Hey, man, really digging the podcast, by the way." And I'm just like, yep. "Man, that feels really good." So thank you for that. Um, and then yeah, I mean, of course, if if you are in a position where you feel like you can throw a couple of uh, loonies our way, we would uh, we would take them and put them to good use. So, we would. We won't. Um, buy we've also got a Sweet little, uh, sweet little merch store going, Mike. Oh, Do you want to talk about that? It's, it, it is sweet, and it is uh, you know it's little. I mean, we got like something like thirty items on there. Uh, anything ranging from masks. I said we had hats before. We don't have hats. Uh, I I made mm. a design for a hat. All of the merch items I have ordered, and then you know like looked at them and been like, does this. Like, not a piece of shit, essentially, you know? So I ordered the hats, and they sucked. Yes. Uh, and hats Quality are Quality con- control. Yeah, the hats were... They're hard, essentially, in terms of the stitching. My hair is awful. But in terms of the stitching, you have to get <laughs> sort of a certain, you know, depth... Like, uh, certain distance between objects, so you can have certain di- uh, stitching, and then also certain thickness... So I, I botched that, mm. uh, and by ordering the hats, I, I sunk myself some money. So we're going to wait till, you know, we sell. We got sweaters, we got T-shirts, uh, masks, stickers, magnets, like literally everything. So if you're like, I want to help them out and buy a magnet or a fucking button, um, you know, and they look yeah. dope. Or if you're like, you know what, I'm actually going to wear this fucking sweater uh, and go all in, uh, then then you can do that as well. But hats will be coming because I think that's the coolest merch, you know. Um, like hats, yeah. yeah, band hats are fucking dope. But I just don't, I don't want them to be shitty. I, yeah. re- I really like. Same with the shirts. I ordered every type of shirt that at least interests 
did us right like there was jersey sort of stuff like a basketball yeah. jersey and i was like i'm not into that but uh i ordered every type of shirt in terms of like thickness in terms of material like cotton uh there were sort of four or five that seemed reasonable and i had to check out the different designs that we had done anyways uh and then i chose the sort of the one i liked the most it's sort of soft but it, it looks like it it doesn't look like a like an h&m shirt you know what i mean <laughs> And it doesn't look like an right. H&M shirt after yeah. you put it in the wash, um, you know? But, yeah. uh it's a little more little more robust. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I, like I, it. I, I hate it when merch Yeah, I know this the, – the, the merch looks great, and, yeah, it's it's cool. We've we've sort of gone through a company where it's all made to order, so it's, yep. it's pretty convenient for us. We don't have to sort of hold on to stock um, uh, and sort of make that upfront investment, but uh, – but uh, we felt it was important to actually sort of buy buy each item ourselves and just have a look at it and make sure yeah. that, it, that it was yeah. good quality. So, yeah. um, again, another way to sort of directly support the show and, and get a little bit of uh, a little bit of swag in return. So um, that's on the the website musicguypodcast.com. Just click on the shop button, and uh, it's all right there. So let's. Now that you've all fast forwarded to this point in the podcast, let's do the uh, the the the, the check in. Like, Mike, just let me know what's going on with you, man. How how are you? What have you been up to? Um, do you feel like you're sort of are you at peace with the current situation? I guess you you're looking forward to the cruise ship, so it's not all sort of yeah. Um, you know, doom and gloom as it is for some people, but just just give people an idea where you're at, what you're doing, uh, and how you're sort of making ends meet. You know, you ever watch Groundhog Day? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that movie okay. still. Well, there's, he's stuck in the same yeah. day every day. It's it's like that, that new uh, right. Amazon Prime movie, Palm Springs, or something like that. It's got Andy Samberg in it, okay. same thing, stuck in the same day, uh, and there's, okay. a, there's a point where he reaches where it's real fun. And I feel like I was there in the first few months. And then there's a point that he yeah, reaches right. where he's depressed and he's just like, this sucks. And he's right. just sad. And, you know, the character's like, why are you sad? Because they're living their day normally. They don't know it's repeating. But he's like, I've lived this day for like 100 years sort of thing. And then there's a point where he's angry. Yeah. And then there's a point where he loops around and he just doesn't give a shit. Um, and he's like apathetic. Right. Apathetic, I believe. I believe I'm there. Yeah, apathetic, yeah. But I think it's like we cycle through, at least with my my friends. Uh, I haven't heard in terms of from you this, but I've heard from like three or four people. Uh, they they get to a point where they're like, oh, I'm not doing so well, man. Same with me. Like, oh, I'm not doing so well. I got to do something else. Um, and then, you know, mm. you, you have a few days where you do something else and it seems to help. But I had yeah, one of my buddies was like, yeah, I've just been doing a lot of lot of sad drinking uh and i'm like i feel that <laughs> you know like i i, I feel like because you have a few yeah. days you're burnt out it's like this is my official non-medical advice non-doctor diagnosis it's called covid burnout um and uh you know you reach that point and like the same with him i was like let's just go on a walk went on a walk for like three or four hours one night uh and i was feeling somewhat down and afterwards you feel you know a bit better uh, but you know, and then you feel better mm-hmm. for a while, and then you feel shitty for a while. But yeah, I'm I'm okay. I got the cruise to look yeah. forward to. It's it's still like you know a month away. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm assuming you're in a similar boat. You seem you seem pretty good. You just got engaged, so that's cool. I did. Yeah, fortunately, like that adds a nice 
element to it where you have something to look forward to. Yep. We have something to plan. We were just up north. Um, we did a did a little viewing of a of a venue that we might be interested in using. So, nice. you know, that adds a layer of excitement to it for sure. Um, I think we're both feeling the same sort of stuff. It's just like, man, you know, you just see <laughs> you reach this point where I think we're all ready for this to be over. I think we have been for a long time. Fuck yeah. And unfortunately, you, you just look at it and you're like, it's not going to be for a, a lot longer. So I think you got to readjust your expectations, which, of course, is easier said than done. But readjust those expectations to be like, you know, this is going to be weird for another, I don't know, six to 12 months. Hopefully not more than that, but yeah. maybe even more than that. Who knows, right? At least you're starting to see the vaccines roll out. That's yep. starting to make, make us feel better. Um, so that's kind of... You know, where I'm at from that standpoint, I think you find different ways to um, connect with other people. And I think it's like you said, you know, going for walks. Now that it's starting to get warmer out, yeah. that's definitely more of a reality. Patios are apparently opening up here, so we'll be able to start doing that. So I, I think it's going to feel a little bit more, quote unquote, normal, at least you know, we'll have the option to have that outlet of like, yeah, let's just get together for a beer. Let's go to this patio or, yeah. you know, let's just sit outside on someone's porch and like socially distance, have a couple of beers and chat or whatever. It's like you can do that kind of stuff. And, and I think that's really going to make a big difference as the weather improves. I just hope that, you know, people are responsible and stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, in terms of work, it's been it's been I, I, I've been fairly fortunate uh i mean all the way through this i think and like we've had this conversation before so i won't you know i won't uh repeat it to death but just you know recognizing that it's like man i'm okay i've got my health the yep. people i care about are healthy um i'm gonna be okay you know just having that and recognizing that i think is important obviously it's challenging um i'm kind of just i'm in a spot where i'm making rent Every yeah. month, and I feel very fortunate for that, but I definitely don't feel like I'm, you know, uh, like able to put anything away or save or like plan ahead. It's pretty much yeah. just like, okay, I'm going to put together enough lessons and like hopefully I can get enough um, work doing whatever else to just sort of put rent together. Um, and unfortunately for me, like the CRB, the government, um, stuff that they're they're offering right now is just not i don't think i'm able to claim it because of the way that it and we talked about this on the last episode yeah, a little bit, so again i won't net go income and all that stuff excruciating yeah. detail but the way that they calculate it is is against your your income minus expenses and you can't you know you can't say like well i was making two grand uh, a month last year off a of CERB, you're not allowed to count that either yes. in terms of like how much income you've lost, right? So you had to have been making a significant amount of money in, in 2019 and then not been claiming expenses like gas and, and travel and food and writing off your yep. car and writing off gear and stuff like that. And when you do that, uh, it's great because you you know save money on tax because you're, you're allowed to write off expenses as being well this is part of how i make my money so i shouldn't be taxed um yep. on the full amount of the money i make because i actually have expenses that go against that and you know and then when they go ahead and say well now you can't claim this this benefit because 
uh, you claimed all these write-offs two years ago. It's 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 a little bit tough. Uh, yeah. If I could get access to that, that would help a, a great deal in terms of just feeling like I had the ability to to be a little bit above water. But like, it's not like you're raking it in. No, like, I yeah, remember it's, it's, one. I can't remember. And this is me just basing it off of nothing. But I remember this one lady. I feel like she was some sort of a. Oh, this is like so like not official, but uh, she was some sort of advisor or had some sort of job at like a news station, like a proper person job. And she, her net income was below $5,000 because she had, you know, claimed a bunch. And I'm like, this person's probably making like 50K a year. There's no way that $45,000 of that is expenses. You know what I mean? So for someone like that, it's like, okay, wow. you kind of you kind of fucked yourself there. But it's like, for people like us, yeah, we're not we're not making yeah, 50 k 50, 60K a year. Um, you know. No. I hate no, I hate no. to put a number on no, it. No, I mean. It's so gross to talk about money, but like I'm definitely, without getting specific, I am definitely not making 50K a year. I'm making much less. <laughs> And I will not go into further yeah. detail because I've been I've been told that that's gross. Um, no, sure. I mean, it's, it's whatever you're comfortable sharing. Yeah. I, I mean, all I'll say is I'm I'm covering my rent. Yeah, and that's kind of it. So yeah. you know, anybody who's living in the city knows that there's a lot of other expenses other than rent. So sure. That sure. means that I'm sort of slowly bleeding through my savings, yes. and uh, I'm working as much as I can, and and fortunate to be getting some extra. You know, gigs here and there. I, I I don't know how much we've talked about sound better. We should maybe yeah. do like an entire episode on that yeah. website. But um, just like been been exploring that a bit. I've been getting a little bit of work, and it, it's not like it's not huge money, and it's not huge work. But it's just another avenue to go down. And I feel like we need to look for all of those little niche um, and things we should and talk just about that try them out. Now is the in time this to, to try stuff like that out, right? We but, should talk about yeah. that in this episode, just yeah, like exactly. the little things that we're doing. Because, you know, the the article, I don't know if we've said it already, but the, it's like the death of the middle class musician. It's like, uh, like it, as we know it, you know, as we knew it, yeah. uh, it's like, well, yeah. you know, what about fucking losers like us that have a podcast and we're selling merch and we're doing a Patreon? <laughs> and obviously, we're not making money now, but in a decade... If we yeah. fucking play our cards right, maybe we'll be able to make enough money that we can do music too and not have to fucking you yeah. know, compromise. Exactly. Yeah. So let, let's let's get into that article. So I saw this article pop up on Facebook, a few people's uh, feeds that you know I follow or whatever. Uh, it was an article on CBC, and we're going to link to it in the show notes. It's written by Jackson Weaver, who I, I'm not familiar with, but... I thought the article was a little bit clickbaity, you know, yeah. it was like, is the this title, the end yeah. for the music, you know, musicians and like, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, but whatever you got to That's kind of what you do. in in journalism right now is you, you put a head flashy headline and get yeah. people to read the article. But so I read it and I sort of said like, okay, wh- where, where is this coming from? And what is this, you know, trying to, uh, what is this article trying to accomplish? And what is it trying to communicate? Um, and there was like a few, uh, main points, and I think the main concern coming from this article was that we're in danger of losing our quote-unquote middle class 
music industry, like which I think would apply to pe- people like you and I. I think this is a bit more artist focused. This article, in terms of sure. like you know up and coming new bands, new artists who are trying to tour, they're trying to put records out, and there's really just no um, there's there's really no framework for that now. And uh, I think that's like a pretty interesting discussion. I think it applies to guys like you and I and, yeah. and people who are just trying to make a living at this at this industry and, and doing the best they can, which, which is kind of what this podcast is about. So I thought this article sort of hit pretty close to what we what we're trying to do here. So, um, so it sort of starts with saying like obviously there's no live music, right? So like that's where the bulk of the earnings are going to be for most of us uh, artists and players alike right what about selling cds um, because yeah exactly because <laughs> that's not really much of a thing i mean you you know you'll maybe you'll sell some merch at a show yeah, yeah, yeah but pretty unlikely that somebody is gonna go to your you know your artist website and like buy a physical cd from there yep. or buy a, a t-shirt like people do that stuff at the concert where they can maybe get it signed, you know autographed or something right um so obviously that was a huge blow everybody understands why that was you know is necessary for that to happen um but i thought they brought up a really interesting point right after that uh and sort of the sub headline of the section of the article is art thrives as artists struggle um and they were saying that, like, you know, what did, what did everybody do as soon as the, the lockdowns were fully in place? It's like, well, watched a bunch of Netflix For or, sure. like, listened to a bunch of music or maybe watched a music documentary on Netflix or watched a, a music concert on Netflix. And so they're saying that the, the Recording Industry Association of America and the British Phonograph Industry reported an increase in music consumption um, you know, right around the pandemic. So the argument here is like art is what's getting us through this horrible situation that we're all in, right? Yeah. This lo- Like what would we do without Netflix? What would we do without music? And it's like, yeah, you know what? That's super valid. Yet um, what's the compensation for artists that are, you know, making music well, they get point zero zero three eight dollars per stream sure. uh, on Spotify. So you know the stat they list here is like, okay, if I wanted to make thirty thousand dollars a year, I would need six million streams, um, you know, to do that. And like, how many people have six million streams? And you know, that's not accounting for the amount of promotion and the amount of. Yes. Uh, pounding the ground and touring and playing and, and whatever you would have to do, which all costs an absurd amount of money. Anybody who's been on the road understands how expensive it is to tour and have a band with you and, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, basically just saying it's like, look, art is sort of uh, is saving us in a way. I mean, not literally, you know, science and medicine and frontline workers are saving us, but you know, art is sort of keeping everybody sane to a certain extent. And it's like, yeah, still artists are not being, um, you know, really compensated yeah. for that. So that was a good point. And I'm not I'm not sure how you rem- remedy that, but I thought yeah. it was a good point. I mean, it, it's one of those funny things with the Spotify things because I've seen it, – it's – unfortunately, the more – as I get older and obviously people may obviously have, have experienced – Oh my God, I can't make words today. 
Ugh. Okay. The more <laughs> that I get older, I experience that it's it, you can kind of argue anything, right? So I'll see an article that's like Spotify yes. is the devil, and you know we have to get rid of it. And then like an article that's like, oh, Spotify's not that bad. And they've made though that article made a really good point that comparing it to the radio, mm-hmm. uh, on the radio you make more money for plays, right? And, is that is that a right assumption? I don't know. Maybe yeah. yeah I, I guess think so. so. I think. I so. I mean, you certainly get you certainly see more. Like I know as a person who's registered for Sound Exchange and and you know actor racks and these these sort of performance um, royalty type companies. The satellite radio oh, is what seems to actually generate the most. And we're not talking like I got a check for twenty bucks from Sound Exchange one time because I played on a a track. I mean, I've heard of people getting far more than that too, but but yeah, and then it's you know, then you get your SoCan check or your your CD Baby check for your streams, and it's like, oh, it's like a dollar fifty. Yeah, great, you know, but, quarterly. <laughs> right? so, so the idea behind um, the radio versus the Spotify thing is, and this is a good point, is that for a radio play, not I guess for satellite radio, because satellite radio is that on, play on demand or is that like a channel? It's a channel. Okay, yeah, so a with channel. the channel, multiple people are listening to it. So you play on the radio. Yes. Say 800 people listen to it. You know what I mean? So 800 people are contributing yeah. to that, whereas one play is one person. So I thought that was really neat. Yes. But yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, Spotify is definitely not, it's it's not fair yet. You know what I mean? Um, and like, it is funny yeah. that people and are I mean, listening that- to it more and it doesn't seem like people are, uh, artists are getting more as a result of that, you know? No, and I mean, it really begs the question, when was the industry ever really fair to artists and the creators? Yeah. Like when, you know, when when the artist, when the industry was at its height and CDs were selling like hotcakes and they were making money hand over fist, you still, like, the artist still was not getting, you know, the lion's share sure. of that CD revenue, right? That was mostly going to the labels who were putting it in their own pockets and or using it to speculate on new acts and and yeah. try to you know develop more bands and stuff. It still wasn't really like – I mean you know the, the, the people at the very top are obviously always going to be making a ton of money and the people at the bottom are going to be making very little. I think that's true for most industries. But yeah, I don't know that it was ever really fair uh, and it certainly you know still isn't um, and – so the question is like what to do about that, right? So um, so this article sort of goes into um, the idea of a minimum wage for musicians. And there's a group called um, – there's a group called the Union of Musicians and Allied Workers. And they have a movement called Justice at Spotify, which actually had a protest. I think it was like a worldwide – sort of protests where they were setting up outside Spotify offices. This was on March 15th. Yeah. Um, so I'd be interested to hear from any of our listeners, like if they were there or if they, you know, heard about this or, you know, know what sort of went down and, and if anything was sort of accomplished here. So, I, you know, there are forces sort of lobbying, A, Spotify should be paying more, like, a, yeah. you know, a cent per stream instead of less than half a cent. Um, and... You know, then then there's there's groups like this sort of lobbying government saying you know musicians deserve at least minimum wage. Um, we need support from a sort of a government level. Yeah. Um, 
And that's a hard one. You know, so it's tough, right? Like, and I, I don't really know what uh, the answer is. Yeah. I, I think that what these people doing, what these people are doing, is very noble. Um, and you sort of said something before the uh, that we started the show is like there's kind of two kinds of people in this situation. There's the people who will lobby yep. for you know better, more fair uh, wages and stuff. And there's then and then there's the people who will just be like either like screw this, I'm gonna just quit music and do something else. Yeah. Or I'm gonna st- I'm gonna keep doing music, but I'm gonna find another way to make money. That's I'm not you know it. I'm not like gonna start rely a podcast. On I'm not gonna rely on <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah. And I feel like you and I kind of fall more into that category. Yeah. Um, not that there's you know any approach is better or worse like you got to do what you got to do like if you can't make a living in music then you shouldn't you, know, you should be yeah. doing music right or like if you you know if you feel that there's unfairness going on and you want to lobby for that i think that's super noble and i like we need yeah. those people i feel super guilty because do i don't so do any of that. support that yeah yeah like but you know what people i can't stand though i can't stand the people that say we should just get rid of spotify it's not gonna fucking happen <laughs> yeah it's like, so I, I was no. even thinking about this. I've thought about this before. Like, you know, portrait uh, portraits way back in the day, a painter had to paint those and they cost a fuckload of money. And then cameras came out and eventually cameras, you know, just eliminated that need. And like the portrait yeah. photographer, the portrait people, you know, weren't going to be like, yeah, you just make cameras illegal. You know, it's just new technology. It's the way that shit's going to go. Um my brother's calling me yeah. for a second time during this podcast. He does this all the time, uh, but uh, yeah, and it's the same with it's the same with Spotify. It's out there. It's never going to go away. But the lobbying people are so useful because they'll make it better. And also, too, it's going to force force us to evolve. So, fifty years from now, we're not going to be yeah. worried about Spotify. It's like Spotify is not going to be the issue, you know. Um, but yeah, now the people mm. who say that you shouldn't use Spotify. Um, I, I, I just I disagree. <laughs> to like boycott the service altogether to try and get rid of it, yeah. Do damage to them. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, that yeah. idea. It's it's like Well, I mean I think there's I think there's a lot of value to voting with your wallet. You sure. know? Like if you don't feel like a, a service is fair or whatever. You don't like what they're doing. Like there's a lot of people I know that are like I, I never shop at Walmart because I don't like what sure. they're about. Sure. It's like well that makes sense to me. You know, yeah. if you don't like what they're about and you, but you're going there and spending money, then that's, that, you know, Hypocritical. that's a little bit weird, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, or maybe, you know, you have to go there because that's what you can afford and that's what, you know, it is what it is. But like, um, so I think there's some, there's definitely some value to that. Um, and, you know, I would love to see, I know there was, you know, the service title was trying yeah. to be a bit more sustainable. Um, that, just got sold to the Twitter guy, and I don't really know what's happening there. But yeah, I, I, I think there's some some value to that. I think to say that like you know th- streaming is is killing the music industry is like well, it's like you said that we can't go back from that. Streaming is the future. Actually, like a pretty good place to land yeah. after you know Naps what Napster did, right? Yeah. So it, it, it's actually. We're actually in a, in a in a spot where these companies have found a way in which to generate income from something that people were just taking for free yep. completely. So that's actually kind of amazing, 
right? Yeah. They made it convenient enough and secure enough that they've, they've essentially killed downloading because people just don't want to bother with you know messing around with that when they can just point and click and listen to whatever they want at any given time. So I actually think you know if you if you're saying that the advent of streaming is like a bad thing, and I, I think it's actually probably saved the music industry. Sure. But and you know if you if you have qualms with how these companies are are paying artists and running stuff, then yeah, like vote with your wallet. So I would encourage people to support the artists they want to support directly, and that's where yeah. something like you know Patreon comes in, or something like buying merch, or or you know a lot of artists now are trying out streaming, and I don't mean streaming in the Spotify sense. I mean in the in the YouTube Live sense, or Instagram Live, or or Twitch, or what have you. And it's like, yeah, that's where you can you know go and support these these people directly. I think that's where the industry is really going to turn. Yeah. Don't you? Is it just to like direct, like crowdfunding or just direct support? Like I heard a dude say You don't say need this. the label anymore. You don't yeah. need. Yeah. I heard know. a dude say that literally like 15 years ago when I was uh, playing yeah. one of those shitty supernova shows where you have to sell a bunch of tickets to play a show, which yeah. is criminal. Oh my God. Uh, but uh, I was in like high school and they said, oh, like it was a label dude. Uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, you don't really need labels anymore. We're seeing lots of people who are like – or not that you don't need labels, but you there's the middle ground now. Whereas like in the time – we've said this before on like Led Zeppelin, you know, like in Led Zeppelin's time, you know, you were either Led Zeppelin or someone in that area or you were no one. You know what I mean? Like there's no like, mm. oh, yeah, I'm a singer-songwriter that that tours and, you know, I sell my merch. I get my money. I make my money from streams. It's like you they either made you a star because you were great uh, or you didn't get to be one, you know? Whereas now, like, someone like us, if with the tools of Spotify and selling, you know, merch online, like the Printify thing is great. The fact that, you know, we don't have to print mm-hmm. merchandise and, and invest in it um, and someone can get the same thing. You know, we lose a bit of money in that sense, but it's more convenient, you know? Um, so there's, there's lots of like tools now for us to be able to do like even, um, mm-hmm. who's that guy who did that song thrift shop? Oh man. Yeah. Um, a while ago. A long starts time. with an M. Macklemore. Macklemore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he, he was the first person to have a number one who's not on a label. And that was like, I don't know. I want right. to say that was like, that was a while back. Yeah. Maybe a decade ago, but like, you know, and there's a reason for that. You know, the industry's maybe, yeah, going more towards entrepreneurs and like less towards like, yeah, I'm just a great singer. That's all I do. That's all I have. Unless you have a great manager, you know, great manager who like really sets up everything, which I don't think that exists, you know? I mean, that can, that can still work, but it's rare. I think when people look at, yeah, I think it's pretty unusual, right? Like. I think when people look at the industry and what they think the path to success is, because I'm I'm also reading in this article, they're talking about the venue ladder, yeah. you know, and and you know the the idea is like, oh, well, you start at the small club, and then then you then you get the opening spot at the medium club, and then you headline the medium club, and then you get the opening spot at the big club, and then eventually you headline the big club, and then you get noticed and you get signed. And it's like maybe that's how that used to work like 50 years ago, but yeah. I mean, there's there were the, the, live music venues were shutting down long before sure the pandemic happened that probably just you know put the final dagger in a lot of them but 
you know, there there was barely any places to play original live music, anyways. Yeah. So I I think that that is just sort of a product of I, I don't know, like the, the culture. Like, yeah. do, do people just not care anymore about going out and seeing a live band? I feel like that's just kind of where we're at, and sure. and I felt that that tide was sort of was coming on. You know, way, way before the pandemic. So I, I, I don't really know what, what to make of that other than, like, it's time to find new and different ways to make this work. Like, And they're and, there. And I want to sort of – they're there. Yeah, they yeah. are there. And, and I want to sort of touch on, like uh, – I want to be careful with how I say this because I want to preface this by saying that I think anybody who is fighting – Spotify for fair wage or saying yeah. like musicians deserve fair wage. I think that's awesome. I yes. think that's great. So I want to be careful with what I say here, but I also want to touch on like the idea that just because you want to make a living at something doesn't mean that you should be able to. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. You I know what I mean? Fair. Like on first I, glance, I think that like, and this is, I'm treading into dangerous territory. So I'm going to be careful what I say here. But not everything can be an industry. Not everything can support everybody who wants to to get into it financially, right? So I think that you do have to be scrappy if you want to put together a a living wage. And like, and that's just that's just me coming from what I've done to sort of put together a a very modest, barely making rent living wage at this point. You know, like even before the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Even before the pandemic. Absolutely. I'm just thinking, like, you know, if you're making, you know, I don't know, j- you know, jazz is a genre that sort of gets harped on a bunch. Yeah. But, like, if you're a jazz musician, you know, sh- should you expect to make a living wage, you know, in the 60s? Probably you could. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, nowadays, can you? I don't know, you know? And just because, and you might be great. And just because, you want to make a living at something doesn't mean that th- that's going to happen. But like, also, I don't know if you're rigid and like, yes, I, so I am a jazz saxophone player and this is all I do. These are the only things I will do to make money. Then. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like you don't at this point deserve to make a living because there's tons of people that do that. And like, you have to be open to like pivot like you and I have for sure. Do you, is teaching the yeah. thing that you said it to do? Yeah, no. I mean, maybe deserve, deserve is maybe the wrong, the wrong word. word. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I want to, I want to retract, I want to retract that yeah. if that's the language I was using. Um, but I'm not careful what with what people my words. deserve and what they get is often, yes. often quite different, yes. right? But I think what we're both trying to, trying to say here is like, it, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way because this is what the climate is. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, this is just where the industry's at. Yes. Like, I can't expect to, I, I, I don't think it's reasonable to expect to make a living wage, you know, just by doing my own singer-songwriter thing. It's just not going to happen. Well, I, I, I feel like that's unreasonable for me to expect that. But, I mean, if if you had, like, a 10-year plan and you're mm-hmm. like, eventually I'm going to work towards making more of my living from performing my shows and selling my merch and having a podcast. You know what I mean? And like I make more money with the podcast mm-hmm. so I don't have to make as much money teaching and I can play some shows. You know what I mean? I think that's more realistic. That's yeah. kind of what I was saying with the j- the jazz saxophone thing. It's like if you are yeah. willing to maybe be be a, like I bet you any money some of the radio hosts on the jazz stations are jazz musicians. But they're like, "Oh, I, I do the radio oh, show definitely. a bit." 
and you know, and I do my jazz gigs and I make money and I do maybe like special events for like special things. Yeah. You know, like that kind of shit. I just mean when people are rigid and like, I'm going to be a fucking 80 shred metal, you know, guitarist and like, or I'm going to be the next Steve Vai, but I'm going to sound like, you know, some guy from the eighties and be like a virtuoso guitar player and do instrumental guitar music, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. teach. I'm not going to do any of that shit. I'm just going to teach a- only want to make, only want to make money playing club gigs and yeah. like touring and playing live. It's like, well, and good like, luck, man. It's like, man, that might, that might not happen. And it might not be the kind of thing where you can say like government, give me minimum wage. Cause I'm doing this thing. Like, yeah. I mean, you can say that, and you have you have the right to, and you have the you know the voice to do that. I, I but the way that I've approached it has been more like scrapping it out, just trying to kind of find like what can I I do to make some money. But you found this, things that you like thing, in that I, though too. Like yes, Al in yeah. high school probably wouldn't have never done production. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I always kind of was interested in yeah. it, but. I, I mean, I think for me, it's like as long as I'm doing something with music, I'm pretty yeah. pretty happy. So I'm I'm able to sort of move around and and find different things and, and make it work. But you know what's interesting though is I think that you can be more specialized nowadays. Sure. Um, you just need to find the right outlet. You need to find your audience. Yeah. And I think the way that you might do that is through something like Twitch or through something like yes. Patreon or, you know, where you can find the audience that actually really loves what you're creating and you don't have to hit the mainstream audience in the traditional way. You don't have to spend $100,000 hitting the road in a van with with a band yeah. and, like, trying to do it that way. Like, and you don't have to you, have other $100,000 to do it. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think there's other ways to sort of get out there and, and, and I'm not saying I've got the answers to any of these yeah. questions. I just think this is interesting things to think about. But like, yeah, I think that that might be the way that it starts to turn. Whereas like, if you are highly specialized and really, really good at, you know, one thing, um, then you're going to find the people that really love that one thing and they will support you. Whereas if you're like me and you're like medium at a bunch of things, then, you know, you're going to be scrapping it out and sort of finding work wherever you can and just doing the best work you can all the time. And but until something that's another way to clicks, approach it. I just, right? Yeah, sure. Like, yeah. What if the agenda yeah. becomes the production team, you know, like you guys click and it's like, that's we're the production team that is hip and, you know, we barely gig anymore. You know what I mean? Or like, what if you Man, guys I mean, get a really good gig? We would love for that to happen. You know, like that sort of shit. Yeah. You just got to find We would clicks. love to, for that to happen. Yeah. We're not, you know, we're not expecting it to happen. And yeah. we're certainly not like Banking demanding, you know, that we get wage for it. It's just like we're just trying to get gigs. We're just trying to work, yeah. you know. So, I, I mean, that's just kind of where I'm coming from. And I, I just feel like there's a lot of untapped sort of ways to make this work yeah. for people. So, if you're looking for different ways to make things happen then that's what i would suggest is like how can you how can you find that audience and get that direct connection and that direct support yeah you know or you know if you're like we're getting ripped off by these big streaming companies we need to fight them that's also amazing too yeah and like let's also do that yeah you know um it's that's kind of what i'm 
that's kind of my stance on it. One side note, I cannot wait until shit is together enough for us to do this podcast in the same goddamn room. Because it's so, sometimes it can be oh, such a bummer where it's like, I know there's a latency. So it's like sometimes literally both of us have to do it. We have to like steamroll the other, <laughs> you know, you'll be talking and be like, yeah. and this is the yeah. thing I'm going to say, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's a bummer. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, dude, I agree. Uh, one thing I don't want to sound like is super like conservative, pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of behavior. Like anyone can be rich. It's just, they're not working hard enough, you know, but like, I think no, that, that's, that's not what I'm trying to say. No, I know that's not what you're trying no. to say, but I feel like sometimes I sound like that when I'm saying this. And it's like, sometimes I have to like remind myself, you know, like of that, you know, like sometimes there are situations that do not allow you to pursue things the same way. Because as much as you and I, it's like we're middle class, you know, we didn't come from wealth, um, which is a whole nother thing. I get too absorbed about the idea that somebody's, you know, a rich kid and they're getting all these opportunities and I don't think it necessarily works like that, but but yeah, like yeah, some people get fucked over, and it's like they gotta do so much just to survive that they don't have time to fucking you know make a podcast and all that shit. But uh, it's just yeah, yeah. I oh, get yeah. bummed about the Spotify thing when people treat it as just this curse. Just as you said, yeah, it's probably kept yeah. the music industry more alive than anything. You know, oh for sure. I mean, I think you, I think you really said it right there. With just like, sometimes there are just factors and situations that aren't going to allow you to to make a living doing what you're doing, whether or not you're great at it, or you work yeah. hard, or you don't. And I think it's like a great opportunity right now to look at how this industry has been like built and how we can uh, sort of attack it differently. Yeah. Um. You know, now that we're sort of faced with this like well you can't play live anymore it's like shit that's where all our money came from yep. so like we don't you know we don't have a cho- we don't have a choice about that and like that's just the way things are so it's like how are we gonna how are we gonna hit this up differently so i yeah. mean so this is um, a sorry to interrupt but this is an interesting thing uh i've seen a lot of people get into tiktok and the one person that mm-hmm. you know we know that was gotten to tiktok and very talented but you know, they they actually got a record deal because there's their so- song really took off on on TikTok and their TikTok in general really took off and labels were like, whoa, this is like a lightning in a bottle thing we we can't make sense of yet and this person's good so we're gonna jump at it. But I have seen other people who were not as much TikTok people um, on my Instagram talking about, oh man, my my last video just got three hundred thousand views and like they have like you know no subscribers and they go from like you know. 200 subscribers to like five or six thousand and it's like i think that spotify has and the pandemic has maybe forced people to pivot you know instead of just being like oh this is gonna suck because it does but you know it is just cool to see it does man i mean but you know what it's just it's never been easy it's never been fair you know so it's like how do we how do we leverage the fact that you can really connect with people now directly huh. to just do it that way? That's what I think is 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 going to happen. I hope, anyways. Yep. I just don't think that the the structure is there anymore with like the big the companies and labels and stuff yeah. to to do things the old way, and that's yeah. the way that everybody wants to do things still. But it's just not. I I just don't think it's realistic. How many people do you know who have gotten a, a record deal who it hasn't done anything? I know two. 
A handful. A handful. Yeah. 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 I know. Not like a ton. Yeah. I, I don't know a ton. Out of, of the two people though, that so. I yeah exactly out of the two people that I know that were unsigned when I met them and then they got signed, both of them the record label has just been like yeah cool you're on a record label, go, you know like yeah. it hasn't been like oh we're gonna buy you a fucking car and you know you're gonna work with like the Phil Spector of today you know. Or some bullshit like yeah. that. I don't yeah. know why Phil yeah. Spector is who I went Kinda to. Kind of not, not really how it goes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I would love to know like what people listening think about all this stuff, and like if you think you know, did we, are we completely wrong about this? Are we sort of are we barking up the right tree? Like, what are folks doing to sort of stay afloat? Or are you just are a lot of people out there just being like, you know what, screw it, this isn't this isn't worth it. I'm going to play music. I'm going to enjoy music. But I'm going to make my money somewhere else, yeah. you know, because that's a totally valid way of doing it as well, right? The last thing I wanted to touch on was just like I, I think that we're going to really <laughs> have a have a weird time getting back, you know, to the live music thing. Yeah. Um, like I think we're going to be the some of the very very last people to get back to work in that sense. I'm not and motherfucker. I feel like when we do go back. <laughs> Well, that's true because you're on a cruise. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. There you go. So there's another avenue. But I just mean, you know, those those people out there that are trying to play venues, trip, trying to play bars and stuff. Like, it's gonna be a, that's gonna be one of the last things to come back. Yep. And I think when it does, I think the musicians are gonna get paid less than we did before the uh, the pandemic hit. I you because know, yeah. the capacity is gonna be lower. Sure, right? There's more. There's all these new sanitation measures they're gonna have to abide by. But they're still going to have to pay their staff the same. They're still going to have to pay, you know, their alcohol and food costs are going to be the same. So what is it going to be? It's going to be, well, you know, our, we're, we're going to pay our band less, you know? Okay. All right. And I, I, I just, I'm, I'm getting ready for that. I, that's the thing. I feel like maybe this is like a warning to everyone, including myself. I don't deal with bars, really. Like, I'm not the person who does the dealing with bars. But anybody who's booking shit, yeah. just like... W- you have to be like ready for that. You know, when you go to book your first bar gig, they're going to be like, yeah, you know, everybody's taking a hit. Uh, so, you know, we're going to pay you, you know, $25 less a guy. And you have to have something ready in your mind to be like, no, fuck no. Hands off my sandwich. Remember that yeah. commercial? You know, like, and I think if every yeah. musician does that, and it's like, no, go fuck yourself. But without saying go fuck yourself. Yeah. I think, I think that'd be okay. Cause uh, People are are talking about this whole idea that when stuff gets back to normal, we're going to have like a musical renaissance, you know, because that's what they had after the Spanish flu, was it? Um, and maybe maybe mm. we will. You know, I, I do think that it's going to be I, real fun. I'm kind of of that opinion as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it could be a real, real big boom. Yeah. So, you know, and to that point that you just made, I'm not really – ready to accept that i should get paid less when we 100%. come back i've been yeah. kind of operating under the like my rate is still the same that it was before i'm still doing the same work yep you know like of course it's a case-by-case basis there's certain yep. there's always gonna be certain projects you're working on where you know but that's the same as it was before the pandemic stuff that's closer to the heart yeah none of that stuff is has yeah. really changed but like yeah my, my I, i'm operating under the assumption that my rate is the same as it was before and like i'm just not really gonna not really gonna change it yeah i don't think and we'll see see how that goes but yeah i would encourage people to like i I would encourage people to not 
lower their rates. Yeah, because like I think that's what a lot of the the, the bars and venues and and festivals are going to try to do. And I just I don't think it's fair. I think we're going to be the the last people to get back to work. We're going to be the people that are providing the service. And for some reason, it always just seems like people feel like they could pay us it's, less. So I would say an, no to that. Well, it's say, an easy no, thing. Man, it's still there's, the same. There's a thousand people yeah. that will take your fucking place. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, yeah, I, that's I, true. To be honest, I don't. I think that if just you know going in that that's a, that's a possibility. These guys, same with like when you go in to negotiate like a fucking car, which I did horribly. I did such a bad job oh, negotiating yeah. my car uh, when I bought it used. But if you go yeah, in knowing, I'm not, I'm not good at negotiating. Yeah, when you go in knowing what you're, you know, what you're supposed to get and what they can probably do to try to sort of weasel your way into it, you know, that sort of thing, and what you have to offer them and like leverage and all that shit. Once again. I'm a really bad negotiator. I didn't even tell the guy that I paid partly in cash. So he would have given me a deal mm. and I paid him partly in cash. He's like, oh, that's cool. And I probably could have gotten like 500 bucks knocked off because of that because it was a chunk of cash. Mm. Anyways, but I feel like mm. if you know that going in, just expect that and have something in response for that. You know what I mean? Uh, I, yeah, I think that's good and solid advice. I don't yeah. think the bars are going to be like, well, no, go fuck yourselves. Because they want, they're going to want bands. Like people are going to be dying to go to shows, yeah. getting drunk, dancing, <laughs> maybe mingling. I'm single, you know. I'm I'm looking forward to that, M- mingling around, having a few drinks. Yeah, yeah I, I I I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be an easy way for for companies to sort of be like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna here's where we're gonna save yep. save the money, you yep. know. And 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 I don't I don't see how that's fair. So it's not. Um, yeah. But you know that's that's my opinion. So yeah, I think you're right. It's just be prepared for that. <laughs> you know, we're always we're always sort of the getting the short end of the stick. So so be prepared for that. But yeah, I, I think like um, hopefully this this episode didn't come off too negative. But I but I really feel like you know it's it's time to look for different ways to uh, to make our Supplement, bread rather yeah. than the traditional channels because they're just not really they're not there like. You can't make a living through Spotify streams. You can't, yeah. You know, so find us, find a, a a way that you know you you can rather than. And again, that's just you know I I I, re, I appreciate and respect everybody who's who's lobbying for this because I think it's super important. But it's just for me, I'm of the opinion it's like, well, you know what, I'm not going to count on on this old school style yep. way of doing things. I'm going to see how can you know how can we do this differently. Yeah, and uh, I would love to to hear from from listeners. Like, what are what are you guys doing? What are your plans? What are you going to try to um, try to do to sort of to stay alive in this industry? Because I think um, at the end of the day, we we will stay alive. Oh, there yeah, will still yeah. be people making music and making a living, and it's just going to have to be in a in a different way than we're all sort of brought up traditionally, sort of believing is is how the industry worked. I've, I've, my whole mindset right now is is the fucking thing we always talk about the fucking marathon also my idea of being a cockroach yeah. and just surviving anything and being scrappy scrappy is a word that i identify with so yeah. much so thank you for saying yeah. that but i like i reject this <laughs> article to a certain extent i haven't read it but you know like i think it's like the death <laughs> of the old school it's like going to be the birth of the new the new type of musician that's you know a little bit more of a hustler, a little bit more control of their own destiny, but it's yeah, like I, I, 
I think you'd have to have some pretty particular circumstances to be a one-trick pony nowadays. You know, to to be like I think most people would. Yeah. Yeah. Like would agree. Yeah. So yeah, don't do that shit. If you're untalented, like me and Al, uh, and you just have to scrap everything together, <laughs> every last fucking thing. It's like, oh, you want yeah. me to learn piano? Fuck yeah, I'll learn piano. You know what I mean? You want me to fucking play yeah. with this stupid yeah. beat pad? I'll fucking do it, and I'll do a great job at it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> exactly. go figure it out. All right, well, that's a pretty good place to, to wrap us up. If you want to reach out to us, I'm at Alro Music on social media. would love to chat with anybody about this kind of stuff. I yeah. find this all super interesting, and and want to uh want to get through this man like everybody else because i think as we get closer to the the quote-unquote the reopening it's i think it's going to get more and more challenging so i'm 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 for for you know people in the music industry so yeah i want to i want to know what, what people are doing and and would love your feedback on this episode and and the 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 topics and the opinions expressed here herein um michael hebs is at bruno the meek on social media instagram stuff like that you can reach the, the podcast at music guy podcast on instagram and twitter and you can find us at our website musicguypodcast.com where you can find links to the shop um soon to be a link to the patreon if you want to support the show directly which we very much appreciate and you can also always send us feedback to music guy podcast yeah. at gmail dot com it's a tasty um, burrito any any final thoughts mike i think yeah I, I don't think it's a negative thing at all um i i'm i'm realized that my life is going to be different than like my friends who have nine to fives it's not gonna be better it's just gonna be different you know i'm not gonna fucking own a house for mm-hmm. literally ever but you know like maybe <laughs> i will maybe you know like we'll, we'll, we'll be fine just you know go do your thing It'll be yeah. fine. We'll get through it. I mean, I'm not having a particularly hard time right now, though. So this is Mike in optimism mode. Yeah. Saying we're going to get through it. I'm saying this to Mike when Mike's sad and depressed and in his cycle and he's going to walk. We're going to be fine. Just fucking, you know, yeah. be like we'll a cop. fine. Just do your thing. But do your thing really well. Do really good work. Yeah. That's Care exactly. about the outcome of your work. You yeah. You'll and be I hope things will, will work out, but... We'll see. We'll see. Oh, they fucking um, will, Al. They fucking will. Don't you dare. They, Don't you dare okay. end with a we'll see. We'll see if things are going to be okay. <laughs> Struggle breeds success. You're right. I'm clipping the mic You're here. right. You're right. We'll, I, we'll like, I like where you're I like what you're about right now. I've yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it right now. This is this is what I need you're to say to up. myself to face every single fucking day. To just wake up and be like you're fucking 32 single and you don't own a home and, you know, it's it's like, okay, Bruno, you, you got this. <laughs> you got this. Everybody got out this. there, you got this. You got this. We love you. Bye for now.